The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. We are here to recap the Monday night game. The end, the, the nightcap of Super Wild Card Weekend. Joining what, me. Wasn't so super. It was if you were me. 4-2 and two against the spread. Wasn't very wild either. Uh, I, well, okay. Not even the weekend. Long but there were a lot of cards. I was playing cards during the Cardinals Rams game because it was so boring. Um, you got a taste of the cards you were playing. My dog, my dog is being wilder than this weekend was, but that's okay. We will uh, we'll be recapping all the games. Of course, joining me, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, boys? Sweet mercy. I, I tell you what, the only upside to the that game I just had to endure is that now the Steelers didn't have the worst wild card, super wild card weekend. Wow. That's that's pretty strong. Oh, well, they already weren't at the bottom of the list going into tonight because the Patriots were. Yeah. And now now we can have a separate mm. podcast where we just debate who had the worst loss out of the Patriots and the Cardinals. I think well, I also, Ryan, I think the Eagles had a worse loss than the Steelers. A 12 and a point uh, underdog losing by 21 isn't yeah. a shock. Uh, a, a three point underdog losing by 23 is in a, a game shock. where Odell Beckham had more passing yards than Kyler Murray for two thirds of the game. Um. Oh, yeah. I guess that's fine. I, I. I. mean. I guess it depends on what your expectations were too. Would you rather have a quarterback right now for the Cardinals, Odell or Kyler? Your, would you rather streak? God, this he's 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 feeling himself. Good. Just give him a week. Wait till the, wait till the Bengals playoff run is over. Yeah. There you go, Wilson. Now you have to answer all my would you rather questions. So what was it? Would I rather have? Oh, you. Well, you know what? Let this. me start off here by saying congratulations to Matthew Stafford for getting his first playoff win. I've been dunked on so many times with the Andy Dalton stuff that it's nice that Stafford is not going to enter Andy Dalton territory. Had he lost to the Cardinals, he would have tied Dalton's record for the most playoff starts without a win. Instead, he does not tie that record. So that is a big monkey to get off the back uh, by picking up that first win. And this game was just never close. So, uh, and you know, Stafford didn't make any dumb mistakes. He looked pretty solid. He didn't have have an opportunity to. I mean, the... Kyler Murray was too busy throwing pick sixes while he was throwing down, take, trying to take not take a safety. Uh, Peyton Manning did actually mention on the old Manning cast. I actually watched it uh, for most of this game because this game had zero interest after about the first five minutes. That once you do win that playoff game, watch out 
he was speaking from experience, of course, but uh, he he portends good things for uh, Will Brinson's sort of favorite player for the time being. Uh, Kyler Murray, JK, uh, are you Matthew? Your Hall of Fame best friend. He's three wins away from the Hall of Fame. I'll tell you that much. Any three wins? If, if he wins the Super Bowl this year, he'll get in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I thought you meant if he won his week two games the next three years, he would be definitely a Hall of Famer. I mean, don't you agree with that? He's also undefeated in the playoffs since his wife told a story about the time they ran into Leonardo DiCaprio in the Bahamas. Well, if it isn't passive-aggressive breach showing up because now it's just Andy Dalton and Y.A. Tittle. How's that passive-aggressive breach? I'm complimenting the man. You're so mad that Stafford. Hey, Wilson, Wilson, literally as soon as Brinson got up, so I didn't want him to hear it, but what were my first words when Brinson got up? Congratulations to Matthew Stafford. He avoided breaking or tying Andy Dalton's record. Thank you. Um, I thought it was uh, I mean, do we? Do, I would say if I were ranking the worst playoff losses, <laughs> well, that's different than like blowout. I was saying the worst losses of the weekend. Oh, that's oh. true. I would actually say the Cowboys are one. Yes, by a yes. by a million billion light years, by a pretty big margin. I think the Steelers are really low because the expectations were low. And we noted it was a 12, 12 point yeah spread going into that game. Cardinals might be two. Who else would be two? Patriots. No, Patriots. again, I, I think the Bills are red hot, and that's the Bills. That was the Patriots' defense. Not that Mac Jones played okay. Like he wasn't the issue. It was the defense that was supposed to be really good. And I suppose you could say, well, the defense didn't show up. Bill Belichick, blah blah blah. I, if the offense had done that, like if Mac Jones had four interceptions and two pick sixes, then I think I could get on board with that. But the defense is Belichick's bread and butter. I mean, I get that's... that, but my point is that the offense is more important than the defense, generally speaking, in today's NFL. And if it had been the rookie quarterback who struggled. And you're also going by the Cardinals obviously had way higher expectations. They were the last undefeated team in the NFL this year, and they're out because they got hammered in the first round. And um, people, by the way, people, people in chat are saying no, 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 no on Matthew Stafford in the Hall of Fame. And I know Wilson. Yeah, you, you get, you get, you no, guys. If he wins a Super Bowl, I heard you. I, he not, will go to. The, he will be a Hall of Famer. No, that is not, a stone not, cold lock. You and Breach are willing to put everyone to the Hall of Fame. I will. What are you talking about? This is Brinson has been on the the, the Stafford Hall of Fame no, bandwagon right. since 2015. I have no, not been on. You're right the about Stafford that. But generally, when we talk about the Hall of Fame, like in the next month or so, and the, the upcoming class, you are typically more liberal. Well, than then I you need to put a it. qualifier in there that says Brinson is putting everyone in. I'm yes. putting like 90 percent people. Yeah, in. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. I mean, how many more years does Matthew? Hypothetically, he wins. He just won his first playoff game. My man here wants to put him in the hall. Not everybody can get drafted by the Steelers and fall back assward into free wins, despite the fact that you don't do anything as a rookie quarterback. All right, here's here's. uh, Would you rather for you? Would you rather Philip Rivers get in or Matthew Stafford? Both getting in. I'll take both. Give me both. To my point, 100 percent acceptance rate, just like Brinson's college experience. Apply, (laughs) you get in. (laughs) NC State, UNC. Anyway, look, they have to win the three games. There's three games, yeah, a lot of games. You got to beat Tom Brady, have to beat the uh, Niners, who they haven't done a great job of beating, or the Packers, and then have to beat probably Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, or Joe Burrow. Okay, back to the to the list. So, um, who the was that? Oh, the, the Cowboys were wor- the Cowboys, worst. Cowboys the worst loss by far. Arizona is second. Yep. And then I think it's the Patriots and then the Steelers. And then um, the Raiders had no expectations. Is there another game I'm missing? Oh, the Eagles. So Eagles and then Raiders. I think the Eagle, the the Raiders are last in terms of surprise. And yeah, I would say the Raiders are a little bit higher because it ended up call, like Mike Mayock got fired on on Monday. Well, it sounds like he was. Getting that means fired he was anyway. getting fired anyway. Right. Yeah, that was the, the playoffs delayed it. 
They lost by seven points on the road against a red hot Bengals team. I'm, I'm just saying that they win the game. Rich Versace he is he's been part of. He's, he's probably getting the job. Mike Mike makes it part of weekly. Wilson's later. saying that the Raiders had the one, the best loss in terms of you, you can hold your head high. Yeah, you know, they gave the Bengals their first playoff win in 31 years. I mean, it's not a great win. Brent's has got some weird flexes tonight. Matthew Stafford, surefire Hall of Famer. Raiders' worst loss. <laughs> the Raiders history. were the second biggest underdog, and <laughs> Lost by they, they played a, a, a close game that was suspenseful and actually had drama, unlike four of the other games. Yeah, I think you measured this way. Breach, were you nervous? How long into the game were you nervous? When could you take a, a, a side? I game? was nervous until there were 12 seconds left and Derek Carr threw an interception. <laughs> He's being taken. <laughs> to the interception, yeah. Right. So um, there you go. So that was okay. uh, the least. Uh, well, the, I mean, yeah, the, the Patriots the loss, loss is humiliating. Yeah. The, the Eagles loss is like demoralizing because you're like, oh. I just think it's uh, Jalen's first time, Nick Sirianni's first time. You went up against Tom Brady, who since being in Tampa Bay has scored 30 points in every playoff game. And, you know, they got off to a slow start and they couldn't recover. So the first time quarterbacks in wildcard weekend, Kyler Murray, first time playoff, first time making their first playoff start, Kyler Murray, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, just kidding. Um, Last playoff start should count as well. Jimmy and uh, Dak both had one. Jalen Hurts lost. Kyler lost. Joe won. And uh, Joe beat Derek Carr, who's also making Derek his first lost. start. Mac lost. Did you say Mac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac lost. Yeah, sorry. Um, I think two good and and by the way, all of those guys, those first time guys, didn't cover either. Zero oh, and four against the spread. Well, I guess uh, technically, what, the Raiders one? was five and a half. Well, the Bengals covered, so that's a, a wash. Yeah, but someone Mac, had to cover there. So that's what I'm saying. They one and one there, and then two and one with Mac, three and one with Hertz, four and one with Kyler. So that's something that's something to think about moving forward. Mm, mm, mm. And Kyler Murray's, I mean, they're owned by the Rams. I couldn't believe how many people were on the Cardinals tonight. I, I yeah. love the Rams. I had the I had the Cardinals covering. Um, I, I would say too that blinded by Cliff's handsomeness. The other stat that came out of this weekend, and we talked about it last night, that I think is important to remember remember is double digit favorites in wildcard weekend are now seven and zero against the spread, and obviously straight up. So Rookie quarter or not rookie quarterback, rookie quarterbacks, first time playoff quarterbacks, and double digit favorites. Those are some trends that are emerging that actually make sense when you think about the context of it. Like, by the way, it's Kyler, Kyler was not prepared to play this game. Well, I mean, that's well, that's the pressure is jacked up. And to Brinson's point, this is actually in my picks article where it said to pick against every first time <laughs> starter. Uh, the First times quarterbacks who are making their first career playoff start in the wild card round are now 12 and 35 uh, since divisional realignment in 2002. It's only the wild card round. Yeah, I wouldn't say Kyler was Kyler was unprepared. It's just I mean, they were. Did, he, 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 pick six? Should we just cover this game? Should we just go and, and yeah, let's just talk about the game real quick. Um, I mean, the real Rams quick. came out. It, 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 I thought it was very similar. Personally, too, and I mean, I was maybe it's just my emotion, like my feelings about it, like, yes. But I thought the Rams came out in a, in a similar fashion to the 49ers yesterday, where it was very clear early on who was the, the, the team, like the team, if they didn't make a bunch of mistakes, that was going to win. Like, didn't you know after that first, like, two or three drives that the Rams were the better team today? The first, the first drive. First yeah. drive, sure. I mean, pretty clear. L.A. just looked more jacked up. They were coming in. The defense was flying. Um, Kyler looked like the lights were a little too bright, which is really surprising. 
and Stafford was fairly calm. Yeah, the running game was working. Cam Akers is, is a fantastic story coming back from the Achilles. They were leaning on him early. And the first four drives for the Cardinals was four yards, minus one yards, minus 11 yards, minus one yards, four punts, obviously. And then the next three drives were pick, pick, punt. I mean, come on. And then you're not even to halftime yet. They didn't go for it on the final drive and half uh, before the half, and they were getting the ball back, and they could have turned a 21, I think it was 21 nothing lead. Conceivably, they could have scored a touchdown and perhaps kicked a field goal in that final drive. Um Coming back after the half, got 11 points or something like that and, and cut the lead. Uh, punt, 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 punt. Interception, interception, punt. End of half. Game over. That is tough. And one of those interceptions. Down, field goal, downs, end of game. They get, they wave, I mean, I know you're down 23 points and you're not going to win, but they they gave up. Yeah, no, they did. That's right. One, as John noted, one was a pick six. The other one was a ball tipped and caught uh, in the red zone or inside the red zone by the time that uh, – the Rams player was tackled. Yeah, I don't. I just look. Kyler looked unprepared. I would imagine he prepared, but maybe he would say it. It's just who who gives a crap? Just mincing words at that point. Cliff Kingsbury looked unprepared, and uh, funny thing is, both those guys are presumably looking for new contracts. And uh, is Cliff Kingsbury going to get fired? No. What? No. No. What if he? No. 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 What new, 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 new. I mean, you look at you look at the, look at the second half under Cliff Kingsbury. Let me see if I still have these. Yeah, I do. They went to, they went to the playoffs in year three with Kyler. Hopkins got hurt. No, no, zero point zero percent chance. Cliff, Kyler, and Steve Kime were tied together, and they just had a really good season that exceeded expectations. Well, they didn't have a really good season, but they, they went. Did. Look at those records after week yes. eight. I mean, that's, you can't collapse every single season and expect to keep your job. Like maybe no, you're gonna flip with, you're gonna fire somebody for no. I, I don't think I. I mean, I don't agree with Ryan. I do not. Think no, no. He, I'm just asking. You a do question. not fire him after the season, but he is on the hot seat going into next year because if there's another collapse, then you got to think about firing him. It is weird that you think that the, you can just collapse over the second half of the season every single year and like, ah, you got us to the playoffs. It's fine. and got your doors blown Brinson, off. Brinson, you would be the GM of the Bengals. We're just losing in the wild card run every year, and you'd be happy with it. They they hadn't been to the playoffs in a, in a hot minute, guys. It was Carson Palmer who took him last, right? In 2015. But they hadn't been to the playoffs in 2015. Well, how do you explain going 15-15-1? Cliff Kingsbury's getting fired. What are you talking about? I'm asking a question. 11-6. That is the dumbest thing I've heard of this podcast so far. And I said Matthew Stafford's going to the Hall of Fame. I asked the question, number one. And number two, the question you have yet to answer, how do you explain going 15-5-1 over the first eight weeks of the season and then just forgetting how to play coach football over not over the final uh, eight weeks, go 9-20, and 20, and you're like, well, he's definitely coming back. I mean, he's doing a great job. It is, it is, it is definitely a problem to go 9-20 and 20 after week seven of the season. That's weird, and I don't really understand it. Um, my point is this: Kyler got hurt both. Have years you ever heard of this guy that got fired for going nine and seven in back-to-back years? Dude, you're not you're not going to the playoffs. Your coach went eleven and six. Stranger things have happened. Is my point. Marty Schottenheimer got fired for going fourteen and two. Hmm. Hmm. Didn't hear he complained about that. Where was the podcast then, Brenton? <laughs> Why weren't we defending him? He was too busy hugging Philip his Philip Rivers. Well, time. look, here's the, the fact of the matter is that he's 24 and 24 and one. He's he's exactly 500. Uh, if you throw in the playoff game, then he has a losing record in his three seasons. And like I said, I don't think that he deserves to be fired. That's what Wilson 
That's crazy Wilson talking. But That's the question that I asked. But, Wilson, I do agree with, I think, where your point was going to be and, and is that, yes, I don't see how Brinson doesn't understand this, that he should be on the hot seat going into next year. If if, if the Cardinals start 7-1 and one next year and, again, fade down the stretch and go 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven and lose in the first round of the playoffs again, you've got to start asking questions. Or if they fade and don't make the playoffs, I mean, you've got to ask yourself, and, and, and we've seen the research on this. This isn't just... The Arizona Cardinals, every team Cliff Kingsbury has ever coached has faded in the second half in almost every season that he has been a coach at the professional level or the college level. So, yes, he should be on the hot seat going into 2022. That is that is asinine. Well, you're you're he should be in the hot seat. He went he went 11 and six. He went nine and 20 over the second half of the three years he's been. Dude, there. if you go 11 and six in the best division in football. You're and not they, on the then, eleven and six is not something to brag about when you started seven and zero. <laughs> he started seven and zero. He went four and six. This dude McCoy. This dude been watching too many uh, NCAA basketball your final games. ten games. Is not- yeah, three three of those games where they went four and seven were with Colt McCoy. Hey, listen, if you love mediocrity or something less than that, then oh, Cliff Kingsbury. Dude, every out. team should hope they go eleven and six for the rest of time. What are you talking how about? about nine, eleven how- wins is great. How about nine and twenty? Talking about, I, it is hard to me. It's hard for me to understand that you don't get the nine and twenty part, and then getting your doors blown off in your first playoff appearance. I mean, you lost your first playoff game. That's tough. you didn't lose it. You got absolutely demoralized. You want to fire somebody who just took the team? I didn't. No. I, again, I hot asked seat. the hot question. Going to twenty twenty two. I wholeheartedly disagree. All right, not well, even we, close to the hot seat. We can I'm revisit gonna, this one. Yeah, I would bet. I would bet that there's a better chance of. Your hair plugs falling out? I don't know. It's cold up here. Cliff Kingsbury getting an extension this offseason than there is of him being on Breach's little hot seat list. Well, you can include me on that hot seat list because I'm with it. And Debo, please make a note when we have to do the emergency pod in late September next year because Cliff Kingsbury got fired. Please save this so we can we can run this. This will be the show. Well, he's not getting fired in September. He goes four and in September. He'll when they come out with first head coach fired odds, he'll be in the top five next year. Yes. Uh, I don't think so. He stinks. Next year, I'm not saying he doesn't stink. I'm just telling you. If Wait you a second. You just said he doesn't stink. All right. Let me ask you this, Brinson. Where does he rank on your list of best coaches in the NFC West? Oh, boy. Hey, boy. Well, I mean, they're all just. Hey, boy. I need a ranking. All just, Give me like, a ranking. No filler. They're all just genealogical spinoffs of Pete Carroll. <laughs> like smart, rank, rank smart coaches who just won't go for it. Rank him. He's deflecting. Yeah, he's, uh, he's stepping questions. Cliff is Cliff is I mean Cliff's probably four. Oh, he's okay. he's Phil <laughs> <laughs> Just made that up. I like so that. do you keep if you have the worst if you have the worst coach in the division, are you going to keep him if he struggles in 2022? Or are you going to try and replace him with someone who's not the worst coach in the division? <laughs> he had a better oh, record than the Bengals this year, and you're trying to give your coach coach of the year. Yeah, and you know what? The Bengals oh! the Bengals are in the divisional round, Brinson. I know, Cliff Kingsbury isn't. They and play he, the Raiders with an interim a, coach and no Henry Ruggs. They just play the Rams with Hall of Famer Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay. There are eight teams left. The Cardinals were the final undefeated team. They were not one of the final eight teams. 
The Bengals oh, had one of the worst records in football <laughs> last year and are one of the final eight teams. By the way, it's not Breach, Breach, that Britson dunk right there, that's like they call a TV timeout. Britson <laughs> takes the chair, puts it underneath the goal, and runs up and ducks on it while no one's watching. Phil Britson definitely has like a pH on it for rivers and fish. That's, yeah, that was, that's my best work. I might. Ethan Miller yes, came they, up with that I'm in out. the chat. I might uh, hit that put thing over the screen. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. Look. You cannot, no one who goes, I can't believe Debo agrees with this. No one who goes 11 and six. Debo was ready to move from Sirianni in the first half of the season because he didn't like what he was seeing. No one who goes 11 and six is on the hot seat the next year going into the year. Okay. Except Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy went 12 and five. I mean, what are we talking about? He literally had this conversation 24 hours ago. You know what it is? You are blinded by the handsomeness. If Mike McCarthy looked like Cliff Kingsbury, he would have a lifetime contract. You guys guys are ignoring the dynamics of the organization and how these things have come together. No, we're just talking about in general terms. What what are the dynamics, Brenton? They, 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 They fired Steve Wilkes after one year. And then they drafted Kyler Murray specifically because of Cliff Kingsbury, who came in to coach Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray Kyler, he does not MVP have a winning record in the NFL. Midway through the season, they went eleven and six. They made the playoffs. He got hurt. They still went one and two with or two and one with with Colt McCoy at the quarterback position. Kime Bidwell and Cliff Kingsbury are on the same page. They're, he's not going anywhere, man. If I'm making my first head coach fired odds for next year, Matt Rule, Mike McCarthy, Cliff Kingsbury, number three. There you go. There I, you I, go. I, okay. I agree to disagree. Yeah. Flores, Flores O plus notes in the Oh, uh, uh, Let's comment. see what Cliff Kingsbury's excuse was for Hold on a second. Hold uh, this on. loss. Quickly, quickly. O plus notes in the comments. Flores was fired after winning seven straight games. So, you know, stranger things have happened. What do you got, Breach? Kingsbury said maybe – the guys weren't used to playoff football. That's a great excuse for a winning a, a coach that's going to take you. Oh, to- and you know what the irony here is? You know what team in the playoffs had the least amount of playoff experience? The Bengals. There it is. They managed to win a game with no playoff experience. Cliff Kingsbury couldn't do it. Oh, uh, Brenton, Northern Northern Grower asked in the comments, how long are you willing to give Cliff Kingsbury to be average <laughs> next year? <laughs> No, I'm like, what, what? What's the record? I don't even looks- like Cliff Kingsbury. That's the problem. No. Like, I think he annoys me. Like eight you know, games like- into the season, what is what can't their record be? Eight games into the season, what's their best eight worst record? The- Maybe they were seven and zero this year. I'm asking about next year. All right, what if they go what seven seven and ten next year? Then he would be on the hot seat for 2023. Are you? This guy is. Crazy. He's not getting fired if he goes seven and ten. Can you imagine? I mean, let well, I me mean, like what causes them to go seven and ten? Is there a Kyler injury? The coach. No, the, the coach. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everyone's health, everyone's healthy, and they just crap the bed and go seven and ten. Why They're in you? a tough division. You said it. They're in the toughest division in football, so that's why they go seven and ten. They go one and five in the division, and they go uh, six and five against everyone else. My wife is harassing me. My dog is harassing me. You two are harassing me. <laughs> You're on the wrong side of a lot of arguments. Oh, man. I mean, so, all right. I'm in a corner and I'm lashing, baby. <laughs> all right. Let's go. I mean, the main, you know, the pairing of Kingsbury and Kyler Murray is is a main tent pole of, of his tenure in Arizona. How do you feel about where Murray's at after three years? Well, once again, he started off red hot, MVP conversation, 7 0, and he couldn't do anything wrong. He, he got hurt. hurt again. Well, yeah. I, okay. No one's disagreeing. You're already, you're lashing out. I, 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 I literally just said, I'm lashing out. 
Like, I, like I just told you, I'm this, not, is, this is this is Brinson in therapy, not taking a deep breath for each. That's what's going well, on. Well, and, and and Brinson, you went through the, their whole entire first half. You know, you, you start the game with four three and outs, uh, and, and you think things can't get worse. You followed up with two interceptions, another three <laughs> and out, and you're only Look, successful. That game was Andy Dalton Bengals bad crap pantsing. Or no, pantsing. not that. That was worse than that. I yeah, watched Andy Dalton start four games. It was never this bad. That's no. true. Usually JJ Watt is on the winning end against when Andy Dalton's. Ah. Oh, ho, ho. another TV timeout duck. <laughs> uh, AJ Green. AJ Green isn't. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So we get it. We, we, oh my god, AJ Green and JJ Watt both lost in the playoffs again. Uh, poor AJ yeah. Green. AJ Green dropped that ball. That was a problem. Uh, so let's talk about the Rams. So let's talk about. Well, let let Bre- let Brinson Peacock about Matthew Stafford. Um, like so, I mean, like I was saying, look, dude. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Raheem Morris. Okay, a couple of things. I thought Matthew Stafford came out playing really well. He only threw 17 passes for 202 yards. That's the game. That's the blueprint. Yeah, I mean, this is a blueprint for every quarterback. You want to? Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, you want to? You want to put up 30 plus points and have your quarterback throw less than 20 passes and a couple of touchdowns? They were they. I thought that I thought that the and this is going to fly in the face of me saying Cliff Kingsbury won't get fired, but Cliff, the, you know, the Rams coaches outcoached the Cardinals coaches very badly. Vance well, Joseph and it was pointed Cliff Kingsbury out, does not want to get fired. He understands exactly what you just said as well. So that's not Van. Uh, I, I can't remember. I think it was the man. It had to be the Manning cast. They were pointing out that most of the Cardinals blitzes are pass. Uh, specific blitzes designed to get to Matthew Stafford. And the best way to counter them is to run against them. And the Rams did that early cam acres, man. This is a, what a story he is. He blew out his Achilles in the off, like in training camp, five and a half, six months ago, you should not be playing football in the playoffs. If you blew out your Achilles in in the preseason or the or training camp, that's that is insane. Like Achilles can be an, a career-ending injury for a, a running back. You know, it's it's the new ACL or whatever. Um, Acres ran well. Sony Michelle really was well. fine. Odell Beckham looked as twitchy as he's looked since he was with the Giants. That like that's the this is the best game he I thought he's had, just from a not only production standpoint, when he uh, finished with four catches, 54 yards and a touchdown. But again, Matthew Stafford didn't throw. And he threw a 40-yard pass. And he threw a pass. But when he caught the ball, he was looking, because like OBJ always does this thing when he's like in his his peak in New York, he would catch the ball. He'd be like, man, he's as tall as a Smurf. And then all of a sudden he would just explode. He he looks, it it looks like he's a lot like Jamar Chase. Um, Cooper Cup was fine he did what he needed to do had one bad drop Tyler Higby played well this I I think this Rams team can can win it all honestly well we'll see that was one game against a team that didn't show up against uh your Hall of Fame coach so we'll see Von Miller was great Aaron Donald was great yeah everyone was fantastic there were there were no I mean Cooper Cup dropped one pass then the rest of the game he was Cooper Cup so I mean that's Higby dropped a pass you know what's funny about you saying they drop passes that Matt Stafford literally only threw four incompletions. So, and two of those were bad drops. So, yeah, uh, his numbers could have been even better. And you can't do much better than a 154 and a half QB rating, which is what he had. And this is their best game of the season by what feels like miles. Well, I, mean, they- I would actually argue their best game of the season was the game against the Bucks when they beat them in LA in the regular season. And 
I mean, McVay was losing his mind after the game, going nuts. Look, it's a. You know how big it was. What's that? I, you know, it, the funny thing is, Brinson, you saying that the Rams look like they're playing one off to win the Super Bowl is that I agree with you. I'm getting on the Stafford bandwagon. This is oh, a team. I, you know, I feel like the Buccaneers are the best possible matchup for them in the next round. Uh, why, why do you think that? Well, first of all, their offensive linemen are injured. And you have Von Miller and Aaron Donald teeing off against some backup linemen. We don't know if Tristan Wirfs and, and Ryan Jensen are going to play. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the Buccaneers' bread and butter is stopping the run. And the Rams don't have to run the win. They can just have Matthew Stafford throw it 40 times if they have to. And the Buccaneers' secondary but that's not That's not how they win. They don't win with Matthew Stafford throwing the ball for he just I'm saying that. they can. They can if they have to. I don't think so, though. The, the course of the season played out in such a way where Matthew Stafford made a, a ton of mistakes when he had to wing it around a lot. Right, if he's getting pressured, if he's not getting pressured, he well, did fine. You realize Todd Bowles is still the defensive coordinator in Tampa Bay, right? I do. Yeah, okay. dude, God, do you really hate Matthew Stafford? What is I don't, real? but I we just laid out the the situation, the scenario where it makes sense for him to run the ball, and then Breach is like, oh no, he can just wing it forty times a game against Todd Bowles' defense because they have a couple guys hurt on on the Bucks' offensive line. I'm just saying, I don't know if I would think about doing that. I, I don't. I don't. Again, if. If you're throwing it 40 times in the playoffs, it's a bad sign for you as a quarterback and your team because that means you are probably losing, right? I mean, like, that's that's Kyler Murray, 19 of 34. Matthew Stafford, 13 of 17. You can look at that. You can If, if you tell anybody those two numbers or those two completion percentages, they're going to assume that the, that the Rams absolutely rolled the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Let's look at uh, New England Buffalo. Josh Allen, 21 to 25. Mac Jones, 24 of 38. You can guess the score in that one. Yeah, I don't know if Mac Jones had thrown more passes at all during the season either. That's if I told you Jalen Hurst threw 43 passes, what do you think happened in Tampa Bay? Uh, well, Tom Brady throws the water all the time. So they threw, he had to throw probably 40 passes. So that, that's usually right. Brady's, I, I Brady's the exception to the rule because he they have to throw. I'm just saying that you can. I know what you're trying to do. 39 times, but he's 30 of 39. I mean, in general, you can, if somebody's, remember the game against Green Bay in 2019 with San Francisco where Jimmy G went, it was like six of eight for 77 yards. Like you could, if a quarterback, if he's the only quarterback who threw a pass and he went six of eight for 70, for 77 yards, you can discern fairly well that they, Blew the other team out. What about and, and right? And I'm not saying if Matthew that Matthew Stafford is going to throw the ball 45 times. I'm saying that the Rams don't have to run it. The Eagles went into that game planning, hey, let's run on this team. And when that didn't work because the Buccaneers are so good at stopping the run, they're like, oh crap, we're done because Jalen Hurts can't go back there and throw the ball because he's just not. You know, it's a first playoff start. You're nervous, too much going on, and their offense clearly wasn't going to work. And it was you could tell within the first quarter that the Eagles weren't going to be able to move the ball. And the Rams aren't going to have that problem. Well, and we saw that tweet from a friend of the podcast, Jocena Anderson. A Cardinals source told me before the game their winning formula is to have 25-plus rushes from the running backs in a game and no turnovers in the matchup. They emphasized, quote, if we do that, the Rams have no chance, end quote. Oopsie. Yep. I mean, they, they had um, eight carries from Chase Edmonds for 28 yards, four from – J uh, James Conner for 19 yards. By the way, Matthew Stafford, one and three when he throws 40, at least 40 times this season. 
Everyone has a bad record when they throw 40 plus times. Well, I'm just refuting Breach's idiotic game plan. Uh, What are you talking about? You're the one that said he would throw it 40 times. I never said that. I just said they can throw first instead of going to the, the, if the run doesn't work, I didn't say he was going to wing it 45 times. Go back and listen to the tape. Wilson. I never mentioned him throwing it. You went from 40 40. to 45. Interesting. Okay. No, you did. You were the one that brought up the number 40 or 45 or whatever you this brought is, up. This is, this is a great, Debo, great job putting this up on, the, on the, the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button. This is what I was trying to push back on in a couple of radio hits today or on Monday is that people are like, oh, Stafford can't win a playoff game. It's like he played for the Lions. Sort of the same thing as Dallas. Like, I mean, except the Bengals were actually good for a decent stretch. It's like, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, that looks a little different than the Bengals. I mean, the, I mean the, like Stafford's basically, it was one year they had um oh my god how am i forgetting his name old diva who's your old defensive coordinator from last year james schwartz jim schwartz, schwartz. Yeah, jim schwartz thank you um they had schwartz as the head coach and went to the playoffs and had sue and cliff averill and um who's uh who else do they have on that defensive line there's somebody else that's really good i i'm not up on my detroit lines recent history i'll be honest so they, they went to the playoffs and but they stafford's going three times I mean, once he played a, a really good Cowboys team, once he played a Packers team, and then once he played the Saints, I think. And, I mean, he basically dragged those teams to the playoffs, ex- with the exception of that one Jim Schwartz team that had a good defense. Like, going 0-3 at the Lions is not the same as going 0 People are like, oh, it's only Y.A. Tittle and Andy Dalton. I mean, Y.A. Tittle lost three championship games, you know. And Andy Dalton had some pretty weird bad circumstances that happened to him too like the Vontez perfect Steelers game or that was that was a big character wasn't Andy Dalton yeah yeah, yeah. um anyway like I don't I I was saying that I don't think I, I get that the stats say what the stats say but pointing to Stafford as the problem with, with the Lions to me was that was always the issue and he also Stafford was an underdog of six and a half points or more in those first three Thank playoff games. Who was pointing to Stafford as a problem in Everybody, Detroit? Everybody's like, oh, the pressure's on Stafford. He's in the he's in a group with Y.A. Tittle and Andy Dalton if he loses this game. It's like, well. No, no, not during his sta- his Detroit days. That's what I thought. I'm saying leading up to this game. Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. I get it. I mean, you get to have stuff to talk about so people talk about things like that. Did you guys watch the Manning cast during this game? Yeah, I actually did because <laughs> this game felt like the least important game of the whole season. So I, I just listened to it because the rock it was, was not very good. Did you see who, uh, who Russell been. Wilson picked in the Bengals Titans game? I actually had turned it off by then because I wanted to get ready for the podcast and not be 10 minutes late. Russell like is the reverse Carson Wentz. Carson what? Wentz born in Raleigh, Russell born in Cincinnati. So Russell was born in Cincinnati. That's right, Breach. Um, uh, no, I like the Rocky. He bought. He paid thirty three million dollars for a T Rex skull. First stand the T Rex. My God, that he was a shot too. Like pimping his tequila. You and, and the fact that he has it like in the background of his computer shot. Like, hey everybody, look at my thirty three. That's a flex. Like, but it's not even in the background. It's like slightly in the background. He's like, oh, oops, did that thirty one million dollar T Rex skull like end up in the, in the shot? I think one of the takeaways for me from watching that is how big, how much square footage these people have. Like you saw Peyton Manning eating his sandwich in between commercial breaks in his forty thousand square foot basement, like with I all his. I the Manning's homes were fairly modest. Well, him. I think Peyton does his in a studio, like his buddy, oh. and Eli is at his house. Okay. I read a story about that. So, I thought one of them is in a basement, one of them's in a apartment gar- or a garage. So yeah, maybe it's Peyton's. Peyton's buddy built a studio. It's Omaha Productions built the studio above like a, a thing, and Peyton goes there. Because he lives in Denver, right? 
Yeah. And that's why they don't do it in person is Peyton ain't flying to freaking New Jersey. I guess you guys in New Jersey? No idea. No idea where you guys live. No who would be the most likely out of us three to have a T-Rex skull in the background? A $31 million T-Rex skull. <laughs> no, no. You're, no, 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 it's Breach. And Breach would be like, oh, look at this T-Rex still skull I stole. He put it on there behind us with, with the helmets on the shelf back there. Be a, I think um, if you looked hard enough over Thanksgiving when a breach went on is, uh, <laughs> you know, to, to the family's house, there was a T-Rex in yeah. that room that just went on for miles. <laughs> There's an 80% chance that's true. What a weird, what a weird like, 24 hours that was. For that was a, podcast. He did it from a like, funhouse mirror room. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a, take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about, I guess, the, the, the divisional round. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so, uh, oh, the officiating. In this game? Was, was most, uh, here, here's, here's the problem. It took too much time. I'm fine with that. But they did the same damn thing we talked about with the Bengals and the Raiders game. They buzzed in. Yeah, I know. They're That's just buzzing in randomly. Sean McVay had, had multiple, like, multiple challenges in the first half that he successfully challenged. It was the Stafford uh, goal line play. And then, shoot, what was the second one? I'm so worked up about it. I can't remember. A pass. It was a pass. The uh pass was ruled. Uh, AJ Green fumble. Oh, there, oh no, there, no, no. He, he got hit. He got hit. caught it. And it was yeah. like, what do you, like his foot's clearly out of bounds. They said he caught it. And Sean, and McVay's over on the sidelines like, I mean, I've been watching football all weekend. They keep buzzing in at random times and saying, Hey, don't worry about that. We got this covered. We have 10 billion cameras in the stadium. We'll fix it for you. And they didn't do anything. So finally, he just dropped the challenge flag on there. He goes two for two again. And I don't want to harp on the issue, but it's a it's a huge deal because it's a it's going to affect games. Like it might affect. I assume they'll fix. I assume they'll fix it for the Super Bowl. They'll be aggressive with the Super Bowl. But if you have, if you have these coaches, cannot possibly know if someone's buzzing in from the New York office to tell them, Hey guy, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to take a look at this. Like what, like what, what is the, what is the function? What is the implementation of the replay assist? Someone from the, this is, it's great. The NFL, how big is the NFL rule book breach? Uh, big. It's, it's like, it take us a week to read the whole thing if we if we dictated it on the podcast. And in the middle of a 2022, 2021 season, excuse me, they decided to just suddenly implement replay assist and start 
changing some plays, but not other plays. It, it, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's, you don't, you don't know as a, as a fan, as a, as a media member, as a player, as a coach, as an, like an analyst who's doing the TV game, whether the NFL is going to review a play that the Stafford like sneak, they showed one overhead shot. You're like, he's in. The first shot from the sideline, you're like, he's in. What, what, what would you call him? Short? I, have a, I, have a, I understand what you're saying. I don't disagree with it. And every time you bring it up, I'm fine supporting that. Here's my thing. And after 45 minutes of commercial breaks to figure all this nonsense out, and, and Peyton was getting frustrated with it because he's an old person like me. Sure. Here's the thing. Let me have this job. I will do every game on Sundays at the same time. You show me the video. I will tell you in five seconds whether it's a catch, not a catch, in the bounce, out of bounce, touchdown, not touchdown. And we can get on with the thing, and the games will be over in two hours and 35 minutes. Because it's all this dragging I, I it did, out. Uh, I did Dave Davishek's pod on Monday, and, and he said the same thing. He's like, we need three people in a room. And I was like, well, let's add buttons. It's like, is it yes or no? And you just smash the button. And if yeah. three people smash it yes, we move smash on. Smash the like button. If it's yeah, smash the like button while you're if you're watching. It I mean, it, to be clear, I am in favor of the and Wilson is too, and I think Breach is too, in favor of the NFL, the league's officiating office stepping in and making these changes on the fly to correct obvious problems. But I do not like that they are they didn't announce that they were doing it, that they are randomly doing it during games, and you don't know when they're gonna do it. And you only find if if you're if you're backing like and you 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 can't get in bed with these sports books and go all in on gambling and they'd be like oh by the way we have a Wizard of Oz like Wizard of Oz situation unfolding with our replay situation unless you have some vested interest breach no they're too incompetent to do that like that's the other thing when people come up with conspiracy theories you get wait a second the people doing the conspiracies are, are freaking morons they're not doing anything yeah. or just wait until the sports books start taking uh, bets on how bad the officiating will be in games. Yeah. I wonder if that would actually snap some action. Like, I mean, I mean these sports books have, so we have like the fastest feed we get is the NFL stats feed via like a media platform that they give us. It's still almost because somebody's plug, like somebody's watching the play and plugging it in. Manual. And by the way, sorry to interrupt you. As Molly P notes in the comments, so they couldn't figure out the the AJ Green thing on the field. And that took twenty five minutes, and then somebody had to challenge it because That's what they I was could. Saying. Like it was like the Bengals game. Zach Taylor doesn't. He, I was like, oh my god, Zach Taylor's not going to challenge this. The, the Bengals are going to lose this game because Zach Taylor doesn't know to challenge. And then Sean McVay standing there with his red flag in his hand, like, is is somebody coming to the door to like? Is somebody going to help me out here? No. Okay, I guess I'll throw this on the ground. And if you're gonna if you're gonna do it like this, uh, you can't because I mean if, if McVeigh loses that challenge for whatever reason, he has no challenges left in the second half of a playoff game. But that was it's one of those crazy. weird ones because, like Wilson said, they conferred. The officials actually had a conference about it and clearly got help from the eye in the sky and ruled it a completion. I was actually surprised that McVeigh challenged it, knowing that they had already heard from the league office or something. Uh, that was a weird play. And those are the ones that are worst. Uh, we saw in an Eagles game in the regular season where, you you, you know, one thing's rolled in the field, then it gets overturned, then it gets re-overturned, and that's when things just look silly. Well, I mean, this ref is, like, walking around the field, holding his ear, jamming this mic in his ear because he can't, he can't hear the voice that's telling him what to do. And then he looks at McVeigh, he's like, 
yeah, yeah, we're not talking to anybody up in the league office. It's like I, I can hear Walt Anderson in your ear, man. What are you <laughs> what is happening? And by the way, this isn't and I don't think we're on this thing, but sometimes people are. This isn't a you have to hire the rest full time conversation. No. It's you have to have the people that can see all these things doing this in a expedited manner because I don't I have all night, but I prefer not to spend all night watching a bunch of middle aged men walk around in zebra suits. What what I want to have what I would like is the NFL to I mean, I guess I, I, I think I hate like over policying things, but there needs to be a, there needs to be like Jerome Berger needs to pull up a, a like a green flag out of his pocket. And he's like, this is a replay assist. We are changing the call in the field situation. And then they show the replay. It's like, oh, that's right. They did a great job. Good work. But the problem is they're sometimes doing it. And then sometimes in obvious situations, not doing it back to back plays in the Raiders Bengals game on catches that were just called completely wrong. And then on Monday night, the Stafford sneak, and then whatever the other, there was another catch where McVay had a challenge. Oh, it was the, the AJ Green. It was the AJ Green catch. Yeah. I mean, which actually it, was incomplete. <laughs> yeah. It was clearly, it was, it was like clearly incomplete. On well, there was some gray area, but I would just like him to get it right either way the first time instead of wasting 20 minutes. For sure. Which is, I'm saying, empower the NFL officiating office more, but tell everybody, hey, this call is coming down for New York, and we're changing the call in the field. They keep they, they, they like they wave their hand. They're like catch, 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 and then like the guy's ha- holding his ear, and he's like, the ruling on the field is an incomplete pass. Here's you know? what they do in soccer. That's it's VAR. Video assist review. The official on the field makes a signal when he gets a call. He runs over to the sidelines, yes. looks at the thing, talks to people upstairs. Everyone knows what's going on. The scoreboard says VAR review. He comes back and says penalty, no penalty, and we get on with it. It takes 35 seconds to 90 seconds, and I, it's done. I mean, Wilson, I mean, I, I watched enough soccer to know that VAR is terrible for the most part. But, yeah. but yeah. I mean, like, but I mean, this is how far behind the NFL is. We are yeah. advocating for VAR implementation. Right. No. Yeah. That's, that's there's some some problems with VR for sure. Because again, you're you're breaking down things frame by frame. But the NFL, it might even be a little different because they they break down things frame by frame anyway. Like in terms of where the ball is, or where they caught it. But it would be faster. That's at this point. That's all I want. And, and look, soccer is weird because soccer is also different because you're trying to. I guess soccer is actually kind of close to football. You know, when you do the offsides, that's the most common VAR thing, where. Yeah, handballs, fouls. To where the somebody is in handballs and fouls. Yeah, you're trying to determine where somebody is when a pass is made. Yeah, but like football, you slow it down, and you know, th- this is the problem: the referees are doing the work on the field in real time with no replays available to them, and we are all at home watching in 4K with 72 cameras, and we know exactly what is happening. And what has happened on each play immediately after, because they're replays, you're like, well, that's clearly not a catch. I mean, it's, it, it's the, somebody said this today. I'm trying to think who said this. They need to match the technology to the process. It, it shouldn't be that hard. Also a lot of younger, a lot uh, the the guys that referee and women that referee uh, soccer games, younger, better shape. I mean, yeah. make, make it that what you will. Yeah. Hire Matt Snyder. Um, yeah, that's right. All right. So we know the, uh, I guess we had divisional matchups here. All right, Breach, give us the, the days and the matchups. Guess who's kicking off the divisional round. 
Better be the page. I mean the uh, the Patriots. The better be the Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals in their famous 4:30 p.m. Eastern time <laughs> time slot and on under Saturday. Center, the Tennessee Titans. Jerome Bogart. No, that's not true. They actually that's... did announce the officiating crews today. I don't remember who uh, the Bengals Berger, got. Berger got kicked off. Right, yeah, that. it's definitely not Bogart. I was but... saying he was playing quarterback for the Titans. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll give you the officially increase here in a second. Yep, Bengals Titans, 4.30 p.m. on CBS Saturday. Uh, Saturday night, 49ers at Packers, 8.15 on Fox. And that one could be about 15 degrees. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, the one we didn't know until the Monday night game was over is that the Rams are now headed to Tampa Bay where they they beat the Bucks earlier this year. They won in Tampa Bay last year. Ooh, and that game is at 3 p.m. on NBC because the schedule's switched up a little bit for the past two years. Those uh, Sunday divisional games have been moved to the later times. And then Bills Chiefs, Sunday night, 6.30 CBS. I mean, I got to say, I know that the wildcard round was not um, as desirable as, as people were hoping it would be with the super action and all these games over the course of three days. These are four really, really good divisional round games. And if you need any convincing, just look at the spreads. They're all four or less, four and a half or less. Uh, five and a half or less. The Packers. Packers are five and a half. I would guess that comes down a little bit more. But the other oh. three are under three and a half. So you have, yeah. I mean, they're all under six, which is yeah. San Francisco, is, San Francisco is higher in DVOA than Green Bay. Uh, well, and then real quick, I'll give you the uh, officials. Cleep Blakeman's crew is on Bengals Titans. Ron Torbert. On 49ers Packers, Sean Hockley yeah. on Rams Buccaneers, and John Hussey on Bills Chiefs. Also, the other thing they do with these officials, which doesn't really make any sense, is these crews work the entire regular season together. So dumb. So dumb. And then they split them up and put them with new people. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Because they have they, indiv they individually grade each of the officials and then they keep a couple of them together and then they bring in a bunch of randos and then, yeah. That's like basically playing a, a Pro Bowl game and being upset that you don't win, you know, you don't win the division. Yeah, you don't know each other. What are we doing? Yeah, it's crazy. So Rams, man, I I mean, I think, and I, I'm biased because I bet it, but if you were insane enough to bet 49ers, Bengals, Super Bowl matchup, you got the best possible draw you could ask for. Like, I don't want the Bengals playing the, Bills or the Chiefs in uh, I don't want to have to beat both of them because I don't think what, what are those what are those odds 85 you, to 1 85 yeah and then what is like the extreme like what's Packers Bills or Packers Chiefs or something uh, like 7 to 1 or something uh, okay yeah no, I th I 85 actually, to 1 is pretty deep that's not actually throwing away your money typically I say just throwing away your 10 bucks or whatever 85 to 1 with those that that, that feels like you're actually getting some value like if if the Bengals beat the tie, and, and they, they might not that line went from 2 and a half to 3 and a half Titans could totally win that game with the injury. Larry Ogunjobi on IR on Monday. Um, you know, Derek Henry back. Titans could easily roll in that game. But I mean, the reach will be there. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals won. I wouldn't be surprised if every single underdog on in these four games won. Ooh, what does that parlay pay? That would be an interesting one. That's I mean, like the Bengals, Bills, Rams. And 49ers winning is not crazy at all. What about plus 300? Is that? Oh, hell no. It's going to be like lower 25 to one. Really? Underdogs winning? But they're so close. 
the last time that oh, four game parlay. All four, uh, all four games in the divisional round had a point spread of under seven points. So this is rare because we're, I mean, the lowest point spread here is five and a half. So that's crazy. But the last time all four were just under seven was 2003. Wow. And the favorite teams went two and two and two of the four games went to overtime. How'd the underdogs do? Stephen Brown is correct, by the way. 35 to one. Dang. I bet bet that right now. That's a joke breach. Uh, I got it. Two yeah, two. I, was slightly, I was slightly off with a three to one there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a touch off. Uh, These teams are so tight, though. I feel like a bunch of just pickums. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I mean, you know, the all four dogs winning probably going to happen. It's not that crazy. All right, here we go. The last time it was this close point spreads was 1988, which coincidentally yeah, uh, was a divisional, divisional round that also included the Bills, the 49ers, the Bengals, and. Yeah. The, what the Titans were back in, then the Oilers. So we have four of the same eight teams. The you last said the 49ers, 49ers, right? Because they won, they won the Super Bowl that year? Yeah, they, they played the Bengals in the Super Bowl that year. That Tim Crumry Super Bowl? That was where he broke his leg. Yeah. Uh, O-plus points out in the comments that the Niners and Bucks injuries might be an issue. You're not wrong. Who's we, hurt on the Niners? Well, it Fred was... Warmer, uh, Fred Warmer. Fred Warmer. Oh, oh, right. dealing with. He's going to play... Yeah. And then Joe, uh, but he's got an ankle injury. And even if you're out there, it's a little rough. And, and uh, Jimmy Grapple has got the shoulder sprain plus the thumb injury plus playing in 15 degrees. Your injuries don't feel good. Well, and I know played. everyone's talking about the bills chiefs divisional round, but do not forget that the Titans Bengals want to combine three and zero this year against the bills and chiefs. Okay. I won't forget that. Don't forget. Jimmy, Jimmy G played at Eastern wherever. Where'd he go? Eastern yeah, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. That's not an issue. And by the way, his shoulder hurting, maybe he's better than he would be throwing airmail on those passes. Interceptions. I don't think that's an issue either. The other issue, the Bosa Warner thing are legit. Uh, no, Bosa's concussion. So we'll, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. That's, you know, TVD. <laughs> and they put, and they play Saturday, which is definitely a negative because that's one less day sure. to recover. But Warner tweeted he's going to be fine or indicated he would be fine. If yeah, Warner Bre- trying to manufacture storylines. No, I'm saying it, it's an ankle injury. If he's not 100%, that's an issue. He can reach him. No, reach him, Z. You're not tweeting that if you don't feel like you're going. But no, no, I think he is going to play. I'm saying if he's playing at 90% versus being 100%, that's a big difference, especially when you're going against the Packers offense. Everyone's TMB. Right now. 20 mile breach. I'm at like 75% right now. On what? High? Just feet, but my body's at 75%. I mean, it's oh, like, okay. like NFL players are definitely not at 90%. No one, no NFL oh, players no at one 90%. Sure. Everyone's at like 60%. And you, you just need. 22 guys. Princeton, we're not talking about your blood alcohol level. Is that really at 75%? <laughs> oh, ho, ho! It's funny that the 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 one guy who's the son of an NFL player is like, if you're not at 99% going into the divisional round. Well, this is the guy who got concussed while throwing a, a fake punt touchdown that there are no records of. So he's, <laughs> he's fine. Um, yeah, I just bet that four dog parlay. Um, yeah. Clarity you points out in the chat as well. Hit the like button if you're watching the chat. A 49ers Bengals Super Bowl is absolute worst case for this podcast. And Ryan Wilson. That's where we kick Wilson off the podcast. Because just me and Branson for two straight weeks. Yeah, I bet the matchup. Breach has got the Bengals of the Super Bowl. I picked the 49ers to win the Super Bowl before the season. Well, but also I 
that being said, the 49ers are probably the last team that Bengals want to see because it's like every time we get to the freaking Super Bowl, we're playing the 49ers. They've already played each other twice. I believe that would be the first time uh, two teams have met three times in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, so it would be not an ideal matchup, but you're in the Super Bowl, so who cares? Yeah, I would say that's the, that best, overshadows that's the that. best possible matchup you can get out of the NFC. Uh, okay, that's it for the recap of Hold Super on, I, got, I, have, I have something quick. Debo's not going to let me get out of this. Oh, would you rather? Oh, that's right. Are you, quick one. The, you ready? Preach Asker, would, would you rather first? I don't have one. Yeah, you do. Oh, that one. Oh, I was like, what does he have? No, here we go. Here's Ryan, a, here's... Do you have one lined up? Or, or yeah, I got it lined up. I'm ready to go. Okay. Would you rather drink a gallon of used hot dog water or a shot glass of someone else's foot sweat? Gallon of used hot dog water. Oh, God. A shot glass of someone else's foot sweat. I that's mean, that's easy. I'm 100% drinking the hot dog water. I don't want a gallon, a, though. It's a, milk I think it's a gallon of hot dog water. I'm yeah, have you ever had hot dogs? They're delicious. And it's just like. Oh, they're pretty. They're pretty uh, good. Give me the foot sweat. It's a oh shot. Oh, my God. What? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think. Now, you put this as a poll on your Twitter, Brinson. You're wrong. Nobody's drink, nobody's drinking foot sweat except for uh, Rex Ryan. A gallon. A gallon's a lot. You can't drink it over the course of a weekend. Is there a time limit? Yeah, yeah it's buddy. Like five minutes or whatever. You can't be goofing around. Five minutes. I can't drink a gallon of anything in five minutes. That's My not point fair is time you can't limit. take two days to do it. Oh, how about two hours? It has to happen in, tw- in two hours, yes. I, I'd like to chime hours. in real quick. <laughs> yeah. What do you have, Debo? For two you hours. Just shot and get done with it. Yeah, you're done. It's foot sweat. It's not. This like, is as dumb as the one where we asked if you'd rather be in a shark tank or a tiger cage. All right. This, this is better than the one you the podcast. Hot dog water. It is you, you guys were all wrong about that one, by the way. <laughs> well, we had different answers, so I'm not sure how we're all. Nah, I feel like you all agreed. Well, wait. What's the first one you're talking? What's well, one, what? Per- personal experience here. I I lived. Are you talking with, about the dog thing, or are you talking about the hot dog thing? This is this is back to Wilson's comment right now. Okay. Foot sweat, hot dog water. I lived with someone. Oh no! Within the past few years, <laughs> oh my god, that would routinely drink hot dog water. Oh, like out of the like it's you would boil them or something. Boil the hot dogs. Oh god! Once a week. What? Drink Delicious. the water afterwards. The twist here is that it's me. Oh, <laughs> I mean, look, to be clear, everyone would rather drink hot dog water than foot sweat. But a if it's gallon a shit, of hot dog right, water exactly. is a, I mean, I don't want to, I mean. Seriously, put this on, put the poll on Twitter, Brinson. There's no way people are picking foot sweat. <laughs> LTP sports ass. Ridiculous. And Debo did not move out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I made them move. Oh, there you go. The, how many, how many, how many cups in a gallon? I don't know. Google that. It'll tell you. A lot. I've already Googled. Eight, a gallon's what? 64 ounces? So eight cups? Or is a gallon 128 ounces? A shot glass is two ounces? What's a shot? A shot is yeah, an, an yeah. ounce. So, an ounce. Uh, 16 cups in a gallon. So 16 cups of... Oh, God. 16, and also, yeah. there's like varying factors in here, too. Like, What if I'm thirsty are, and I like hot dogs? It's all salt water with hot dogs. Oh, my God. I you're going like, to feel like crap for like seven days. I'll have a heart attack, probably. And then, on the other hand, you're going to have drank someone's foot sweat. which is One one ounce on the shot glass. So, that's what you said, Brunson. No, Brian, two, two ounces. It's got to be two ounces. Okay, also, two ounces. also, you have to know who, like... Whose foot sweat know, is it? I, you have to, exactly. You have to know whose foot sweat is it and yeah. where the hot, like where is the hot dog water coming from? Is it like like Seven Eleven hot dog water? It's yes, an, it's a, it's an NFL so, offensive lineman's foot yeah. sweat. It's Seven Eleven hot dog water that they squeeze out of a sock. 
Yeah, it's Vince Wilfork's workout sock. <laughs> and it's 7-Eleven hot dog water. Disgusting. And it's all at 78 degrees. Both are 78 ask, degrees. Ask the one you asked before the podcast. No, don't. Let's get out of here. <laughs> no, we're not talking. I'm not getting fired. <laughs> but uh, tomorrow we're doing a podcast. And uh, I, got, I got more questions. So we'll do that next time. Yeah, I would. I, I actually. Your actually off-season I, wanna, thing. I kind of want to change my answer now. I think I'm no, going to. Oh, you can't change. I'm doing foot sweat. I'm out. I'm not. I need, to know, the, I need to know the foot sweater and like, I need to see. Their I told you it's Vince Wilfork after a, a workout in Texas in July. <laughs> I bet Vince Wilfork has very nice feet. But the point is he's an offensive line, a defensive lineman. That's what Breach said was looking for. I, I mean, I, it's better than like a, uh, there, I mean. Like what? Is, like, here's the thing. If, if you're like running on a track, it's literally just. Human, it's just salt sweat. It's not like he drags See, sweat through dog dew or something. The, the way if if I got a if I got a <laughs> like a look see at the, the feed in question, and I could confirm that there was no, you know, immediate fungus virus on said feet. No, it's, it's no, it's you don't get to confirm that. No, it's not. You don't. It, there right, could be right. athletes. I'm saying you, can't, I'm saying you can't. The, the, the <laughs> shot of foot sweat. You're probably going to vomit for like thirty minutes. Nah, but you're just drinking like, hot sweat, hot salt water. Well, with some drinking with hot dogs too. Yeah, exactly. But it's a gallon two, of it, and you're gonna two be, ounces you're, instead of you're gonna feel like ass for seven days, minimum. Yeah, a gallon of hot dog. Oh my god! I mean, you know that hot dogs are made of like pigs' bee holes. Oh, they're, they're all ground they're up. They're made they, of pigs' feet and bee. Like it's the ground up, disgusting. You're drinking bee hole juice. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually uh, real, real actually, quick. They, they 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 in in eastern North Carolina, what they do is they ground up pigs' feet. That's and then they, they squeeze foot sweat on top of them, and then they make hot dogs out of them. They encase them in a plat. Oh, oh, hot dogs are disgusting. All right, last we are, word. We are, ranking, we are ranking the bad losses from Wild Card Weekend. This was the first time since 1982 that three or more teams <laughs> right now. lost <laughs> by 20 or more points. All right. That's from right. ESPN, Seth Nimpo. That's a, this, is, this is your fault, by the way, Wilson. Yeah, right. Wilson. Mike or if I wouldn't have pushed. asked that crazy question before, Wilson wouldn't have gotten out of his book, and then we wouldn't be here. <laughs> and our listeners wouldn't be uh, just drinking foot sweat right now just so they don't have to remember this podcast. Here's a, hey, We'll leave on this. Ethan Miller notes, would you rather have a pint of hot dog water or a pint of Skyline Chili? That's a dog. <laughs> and the, hot, the answer is hot dog water. I, didn't I, think ba- I bathed in Skyline Chili, so definitely the second one. I believe that, too. I, I will say that I hadn't thought through the – like, I need some more information about the – it is a good point. Like, the somebody said the hot dog water is boiled. It's boiled water, which kills a bunch of germs, versus Thank you. an actual germ manufacturing factory. Thank Here's you. what will happen. So I, will drink, I will chug the two ounces of Vince Wilfork foot sweat, and then Brinson – Oh, what about this? You take a shot of foot sweat, Wilson, and you don't have to get the tattoo. <laughs> no, I'm I'm fine getting the tattoo. I'm wait, I'm you're paying for it. That's what we're waiting on next. And maybe it'll happen in LA. Where do me? Oh, I like that. We'll all be together. That's, that's, that's the perfect no. that's no, the perfect time. We have the drawing from Dum Dum Magoo there. Is it confirmed by the tattoo company? Well, if we're gonna be in LA, then it's gonna be different. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be even better if the Bengals are there and Ryan Finley's doing uh radio row interviews. Yeah, so now I need to know how much uh, a good tattoo goes for. Apparently, just, bucks just write him a check. Write him a blank check. Hundred bucks sounds about right. Write him no, a blank no, check, and we'll go from there. Hundred dollars is steep. Cheap, like they you, people say. Hey, we're getting it. a real cheap tattoo. No, I have final say in that. Very cheap. It's gonna be one polka dot. Actually, I'm gonna have my my son, my eight year old son do it. All right, uh, we didn't make it inside an hour. That's fine. All right. Yeah, it's Nathan Graber McCray's idea. I'm sorry. 
Let's read out the chat. I'm doing my goodbye wave, so you have to say bye. All right. Happy Wildcard Weekend. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.